Hello and welcome everybody to Scrap City Sports, uh, your one-stop need for everything AFC and NFC conference championship games. Uh, I am joined here by Carmen. Uh, we are the not-so-dynamic uh, duo here, uh, giving you all the breakdown for this weekend's matchups and uh, giving you our, our our take on last week's uh, uh, outcomes and, and how they how the games wound up turning out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. First, if you want, if we want to talk a little bit about um, Rex Ryan, uh, I know this is not related because the Bills aren't in the playoffs. But Rex Ryan has gone ahead and hired the first full-time female assistant in the NFL, which is uh, a little shocking to me, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, apparently, other. I mean, I know what was it? The Cardinals last year for the preseason, Bruce Arians had a had a girl or a woman as a as a as a. I don't know if she was a coach, but she was a, some something in the organization with the special teams or something like that. Where I guess uh, I guess it's kind of it's I say common loosely because it's not really common, but it's not a first. It's just the I guess the significance in this hire is it's the first time a female has gotten the the title of a coach where they may have been a coach, but whenever they were like always like an assistant or a coordinator or something like that. Where this time she's an actual special teams assistant coach. So that's a milestone, and congratulations to the Bills organization for, uh, you know, taking a step in the right direction and getting women involved. I know the NFL has been really trying to stress that uh, over the last couple of years, so it's a good sign for them that they're making progress in that. Yeah, endeavor. right. I mean, we see, uh, we you know, we've seen in the NBA where there's uh, female assistants. Greg Popovich has had a female assistant. Female um, referees, too. Female referees, and... Hopefully, uh, keeps moving forward for for all the major sports. Uh, to be honest with you, it's it's good to see. But um, yeah. So football. I got I got a completely separate story that I just got to tell because it's kind of funny. So today I had gotten a new thermostat at my house, and uh, it's one of those smart thermostats, and I plug it in, and it's all simple and all that, and I. Go to a test, you know, t- says, check this for, you know, is it, is it blowing cold air? Is it blowing hot air? And I'm like, okay, well, it's blowing, it's supposed to be blowing hot air because it's cold here. But it uh, was blowing cold air, so I'm like, all right, well, maybe it's got to warm up or whatever. And so I'm, like, not really paying attention to it. And I then look, and I see my temperature in my house dropping from 72 to 70, 68, 65, 64, 63, 62. And I go to feel the air, and it's blowing full-blown cold air. <laughs> For like four hours, full blown. It got down to fifty nine degrees in my house till I realized uh, something's wrong. Yeah, well, your your kids are probably running around with hat and, yeah. hats and gloves. Yeah, but like so much for a smart, so much for a smart, uh, smart thermostat. Considering it wasn't smart enough to figure out that it, it's winter and it should be blowing cold air. Yeah, well, but yeah, I just figured I'd share that because I'm still shivering from the from I just I literally just fixed it maybe an hour and a half ago where it was starting to go in the right direction. I think it was a pack at sixty five degrees. Yeah, but uh what a what a wild weekend last last weekend it was. I missed uh I missed the games on Saturday, which was unfortunate. I, I was listening to bits and pieces of it when I could, but uh I, I did miss uh the, the Chiefs game and uh and the outstanding finish in the 
Cardinals Packers game. I, I saw the re, the the highlights and and as much replays as I can, but that that was that game was I, absolutely I, crazy. I, I heard the I heard the the end of it on the radio, which it sounded really exciting. I I mean I could just only imagine, and the 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 reaction videos that you can see on YouTube of uh, Cardinals and Packers fans that are are either going nuts or, or crying and slamming their head off the wall. So I can't think of a team that has ever uh, ever gotten two hail marys in one season. I mean, that's... To, and it, that was like a perfectly timed one, too. Yeah, it was like I mean, he caught in stride. But like, you think, like, I, I'm like watching, like, okay, this, you know, first of all, it was, what, fourth and 20 on, like, the 18-yard line? Yeah. You're like, all right, the game's over now. Okay, they completed. Okay, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's one of the best, best in the game, so okay, whatever. Then they go down like that with, you know, no time left, basically, and having that, catching that touchdown to tie the game, to, to be within one point. Of uh, tying the game was just, I mean, amazing, and, and he was falling fall, backwards, falling back to his, I think, to his left as well, which is a, a a pretty incredible throw just to make it to the end zone, let alone complete the pass and and, and score the touchdown to tie the game. Which I think it's funny because even though, like us on this show or me at least, you know, was kind of looking looking past Aaron Rodgers, you know, thinking other guys are better than him, and it's like then he goes and shows you that, and it was just like wow, and it's not like he was playing it against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, that was that was the number one defense in the league, you know, or not, maybe not number one, number two, because I think Denver's number one, but uh, top, top defense in the league, maybe in the NFC, and he made them look foolish for a whole drive, and their, their season was basically on the line, and he delivered like that, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, you think it's, uh, you think it's, you think it's a uh, coincidence or not that probably the top four defenses in the NFL are still, still in the playoffs currently? I mean, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, when I was when I was looking at my Super Bowl predictions and stuff, I was I was leaning strongly towards defense. Like I, I chose, you know, I chose strong defensive teams to go to the Super Bowl. And so far, the, both those teams are still still active. I won't give you who I think is going to go to the Super Bowl just yet, but you know, both both very heavy defensive orientated teams. And so, no, I'm not I'm not surprised because I mean, you know, offense gets you so far, but at the end of the line, I mean, it's it. Defense is going to either win you the game or lose you the game. Offense is just there to just to not screw up and hopefully score enough points to beat the other team. The Patriots, from what I what I was gathering, reading, you know, all the all the articles on the game against the against the Chiefs, but they kind of took a str- uh, stranglehold on the game early, and then just kind of waited till time expired for the most part. And you know, uh, it's just you know every time I think. And and I was I was I was doubting uh, Bill Belichick um, and Tom Brady in this one, thinking that they wouldn't be have their full repertoire of weapons. You know, with with Edelman just coming back off of injury, and uh, you know, and always injured and shaky, Danny Amendola and uh, Rob Gronkowski with the you know the swirling rumors of of if he's getting knee injections, is he not? You know, going back and forth with that whole saga. Um, you know, I. I was ready to I was ready to count the Patriots out, and then they you know then they went ahead and and beat one of the hottest teams that were still in the playoffs at the time, you know the Kansas City Chiefs. So you know I I don't know how much doubt you could have in, in a team that's been able to do this over and over and over again. But you know you you've heard all you know all week long you know how much how much the Patriots are going to roll the Denver Broncos, and um, you know it could very easily happen. I just I'm just not so sure that you know that's it, it's not going to be as easy as as everybody's claiming it to be. So 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think we're in store for, one, I think we're in store for a really good game. Like I said in the last podcast, I mean, the world was wanting Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady one more time because this could be the last time we, one, this could be the last time we see Peyton Manning suiting up in an NFL uniform. And this is probably going to be the last time that we see Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady unless Peyton Manning decides to come back for one more year, which <laughs> I don't know. If I don't I know I if that's a good thing or yeah, not. I don't know if I would. I, I mean, I'm thinking if, if if Peyton Manning could somehow win a Super Bowl, then he should just ride off into the sunset like uh, Ray Lewis style. But you know, uh, I don't know. I just think that the the history between those two guys. I mean, what do they have? 17 leagues in their careers. Yeah, this is this is going to be on Sunday the 17th time that both uh, Manning and Brady have squared off against each other. I mean, that, that that's crazy. Just to think, just to think, like how two of the most elite passers in the league. It's certainly in this time. In this day and age, you know, to to face each other seventeen, you know, to get to see them play each other seventeen times is pretty amazing. Cause, I mean, looking back, I mean, just trying to think of like, you know, John Elway rivalries, you know, Dan Marino, Dan Marino, and those guys. I mean, they, I don't think they played. I think he played Dan Marino maybe three or four times. Not certainly not seventeen. And you know, maybe Jim Kelly. I don't know, maybe seven or eight times, but not seventeen, which is kind of a special treat for us NFL fans to be able to watch this greatness on the on the field at the same time battling each other that many times over that many years. It's just kind of cool to see as a fan. Yeah, I mean, there's cases for both of them going down as arguably, you know, the best quarterback in NFL history. So, you know, it's 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 definitely going to be a special game, you know, for the most part, probably more of a defensive-oriented game as much as we want to tout, you know, Manning and Brady. You know, let's not take away anything from both these teams' defenses and, and what they're able to do against opposing teams' offenses. So, you know, it's going to be... It, 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 as exciting as exciting as it sounds, this might be a boring game to be honest with you, because both of these defenses get after it, and you know they're both going to put pressure on the quarterback. And and you know what both of these quarterbacks have done for done really well for so long is throw short to mid range passes, you know, for completions and you know positive yards and gains and you know moving the chains um, for so long. So you know. Both of these, both of these defenses are going to have, you know, are are going to be trying to take this away because you know obviously everybody's everybody's saying about Peyton Manning that he can't throw the ball downfield. You know he doesn't have the arm strength. Uh, you know he doesn't have the accuracy anymore downfield, and, and and not so much the same thing for for Brady. But you know for what he does so well is is throwing those quick short passes. You know to to guys like Julian Edelman who could stretch the ball. You know. Who catch it two yards off the ball off the line of scrimmage and and run it for a first down? So, you know it, it's it's going to be Denver's and New England's defense's job to try to minimize those those completions and, and and try to make them try to stretch the ball out downfield because both teams have excellent cornerbacks. So you know it's 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 going to be it, it, that th- this is the key for both of these teams to win. I think. I mean. Their defense has to take away those short the short gains. Yeah, I think it's. I, th- I think this game is going to be won by whoever's going to be a, a, a better surgeon on Sunday, because I mean that's what it's going to take against these two defenses. I mean those. Everybody knows what Tom Brady and the Patriots do because they've been run the same system. Basically, people know what the Denver Broncos are at this point. I mean it's going to be it's going to be a defensive battle, and it's going to be who can complete the, the the passes and make the big plays, you know, to win the game, and you know who who's going to be a sharper. Less. I mean, basically, I mean, I guess what, what, what's the stat that's going to tell you who wins and loss is probably going to wind up being turnovers because which defense is going to be able to cause enough turnovers to win the game is what's going to happen because 
yeah, I just don't see, especially I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like in Denver at Mile High. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it, I think it's going to be one of those, those, those hard hitting, just, you know, low, like you said, low scoring games where, you know, a winner, winner could be 17, 13, you know, or something like that. So now are, are you as down on Denver as everybody else is, you know, seeing as how everybody's saying that they're backing into the playoffs and the AFC championship, you know, their, their, their offense is a shell of what it was, you know, even a year ago. Um, you know, are, are you essentially going to write off Denver and Peyton Manning just as everybody else has? No, actually, I mean, I think Peyton Manning's the key to Denver. I mean, really, because he's, he's, he should be fresh. And, I mean, he didn't look spectacular uh, against Kansas City, but, I mean, Kansas City has a really good defense, and he had a lot of time off where that was a good warm-up game for them to tend to escape. And now that, you know, he knows that this is, you know, because Peyton Manning's well aware of the history of the game. He knows how significant this game is against Tom Brady. So I think that, I think, I mean, you know, just like last year when Kansas City beat up pretty good on the Patriots and everyone was saying, okay, Tom Brady's done, Tom Brady's done, and what did Tom Brady do? How do you respond? I, I expect I expect a lot out of Peyton Manning to finish off his career. I don't expect him going. I don't expect Brock Osweiler in the game tomorrow or Sunday because Peyton Manning is either ineffective or, you know, can't can't do the job. I just, I, I, I don't see it. I see Peyton Manning actually being really, really good on Sunday. Well, I mean, if the, if, if the forecast is any indication of, of what the Broncos are going to need to do to, to possibly win this game, it's, it, it's right now it's forecasted to be 48 degrees and rainy. So that's not really great or, or ideal conditions for you know two quarterbacks uh, such as Manning and, uh, Manning and Brady to be throwing the rock around you know, 50 times a, a game. So... Um, you know, I, I believe the edge, at least in those conditions, from what I'm seeing, is going to probably go to Denver, seeing as how they have a stronger running attack with uh, C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman versus, you know, d- who, who's running the ball for New England? Steven Jackson and uh, who's the Brandon Bolden. So, you know, it's if if the if the weather looks like how it's going to be, you know, I definitely would give a slight edge to Denver in that category. Um, you know, what I think kind of shot Denver in the foot last week is they made an NFL NFL record eight drops last Sunday, you know, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, in that game that was, for the most part, what everybody thinks is kind of unimpressive, you know, their, their 23-16 win over Pittsburgh, you know, a depleted Pittsburgh team. Yeah, decimated. And, uh, you know, they barely snuck out a win, you know, at home, you know, with home field advantage and everything going their way. And, you know, one of the league's best defenses against a shaky defense in Pittsburgh, even though they looked, they looked, Pittsburgh defense on Sunday, they looked fast. They, they were all over the place. They were at the ball. They, they were not giving Denver any room to make any kind of plays, uh, and especially in the open field. So, you know, is, Den, are, is Denver going to have another eight drops this week? I highly doubt that. Yeah. I highly doubt that. I mean, those guys, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's the chance. And probably Peyton Manning's last chance to go to the Super Bowl, you know, you know, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, all those guys, they all had drops, you know. So are, 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 I'm sure they're going to be even more ramped up, you know, ready to go, you know, in the in the AFC Championship game. So I mean, I, I, as much as everybody wants to, even though the spread is only what three, I think right now New England's giving three. Yeah, that last last check, New England was giving three. And that's, I mean, for as as big of an underdog that Denver is currently, you know, that's that's not a very big spread. 
that that basically to me tells me that 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 it's a coin flip because you know three points is is basically the three points at home, right? So I mean, yeah, I, I think that I don't think Vegas even knows who's going to win that game. It, it can go either way, but by what by what they uh, put the line at at three at three, three points give, uh, given to Denver. Yeah, and uh, you know, honestly, I feel like some of some of Denver's game plan on defense, you know, is going to be obviously centered around hopefully stopping Rob Gronkowski. I know this is that's a crazy statement to begin with, stopping Rob Gronkowski because there's nobody else in the NFL like that. I mean, we were having this this discussion earlier about, you know, tight ends in in NFL and and basically it's it's Rob Gronkowski and then everybody else. I mean, there's nobody even close to him. So honestly the 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 week 12 matchup against Denver and and New England when Peyton Manning wasn't on the field and Brock Osweiler was in in Denver won in overtime I think that was on the CJ Anderson run correct what was that the the overtime win when Denver played New England the first time in week 12 I think that was the CJ Anderson overtime touchdown run uh I could probably tell you that but um yeah I mean like I said one of Denver's keys is going to be stopping Rob. You are correct, by the way. That's right. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski's ability to you know to to work the middle of the field and and especially in the red zone because you know he's probably Tom Brady's favorite target. But there's a guy on Denver's defense which probably doesn't get a lot of of credit for how good he is, but their safety T.J. Ward probably better than Earl Thomas. And I'm saying that with probably, not with probably, with a lot of confidence because even though he's been in and out of the lineup due to injuries, I think he's I think he's a little bit better, bigger, faster, stronger, hard hitter than Earl Thomas. And Earl Thomas is a beast. I mean, he Earl Thomas is one one a best safeties in the NFL. So, and that's not taking anything away from Eric Berry or any of those other guys. But you know, T.J. Ward, I think in his limited time out on the field this year with Denver, I, I think gives him a huge advantage and, and could possibly stop Rob Gronkowski because as as big as Gronk is, he's pretty fast and TJ Ward is every bit of fast. You know, obviously he's not the same size as Gronk, so he's Gronk if if uh if Brady throws the ball, you know, in a in a in a jump ball situation, I'm gonna put my money on Gronk. But you know, if you give TJ Ward a chance to be able to to get to get in his way and and stop Gronk, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put my coins on TJ Ward. You know, getting the job done this weekend and 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 uh, giving Denver a a big old W. You know, bringing bringing them into the Super Bowl. So yeah, I mean, I, like I mean, I guess I guess the things that you got how, how I'm thinking to myself how does how does Denver beat Peyton Manning and how does Denver beat or not, I'm sorry, not Peyton Manning, but how does Denver beat Tom, Tom Brady. Brady and how, how does Denver beat the Patriots? And I think the biggest key for Denver's defense, which they should be able to do, is to you got to get Tom Brady off his spot. Cause, you yeah, know, you can't let him, can't you let can't him, just let him sit, sit there because he's been in that system so long, he knows it front and backwards. It's all reactionary. you got to get him to move his feet and get him, get him in, in situations where he's uncomfortable having to move to make complete a pass because, you know, Tom Brady is not, just like Peyton Manning, is not a very mobile quarterback. So I think if you can get him off his spot and make him shift left or right and try and throw from a shift one way or the other when he's not, you know, he's not necessarily prepared for that, I could see Denver having a lot of success with that. And Tom Brady's accuracy 
drops considerably when he moves off his spot and is having to scramble to buy time to uh, throw the ball. So I think Denver. I think Denver is able to do that. I also think that you know the same same applies for Peyton Manning. I mean Peyton Manning basically, it's all you got to do is get hit him and hit him early. And you know if you get him, you capitalize on a mistake. I mean just just score early and often on him because Peyton Manning usually tends to stress stress out a little bit more and, and, and force the ball a little bit more to make bigger plays to get the game back to uh, back back in our favor. So he tends to make mistakes at that point. So. I mean, I think I, I could see this. I could see this going either way, but I think I think Peyton Manning. I think just like, just like like I mentioned earlier about Ray Lewis. I I think that Peyton Manning, this possibly being his last year, I think that the team is going to rally around that, and Peyton Manning is going to rally around it, and you know he's going to perform like he's you know one of one of those iconic games in his career, and we'll, we'll remember this game because that'll be the game that you know Tom Brady was able to beat. Uh, um, Peyton Manning was able to beat Tom Brady for the last time in his career in the in the AFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna pick uh, I'm gonna pick Denver and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Denver at uh, 24-17 Denver. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Denver as well. Um, and you know it's kind of kind of funny because everybody I've talked to thought I was kind of crazy for saying that Denver's gonna win this game, but uh, I do think they pull it out and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna win 21 to 17. It's not gonna be high scoring. Um, one of our missing counterparts here, Roy. Uh, Chef Roy, he's picking. Well, well, first of all, we should talk about Chef Roy's so far his picks in in the playoffs. I think currently, right now, he's what eight and zero. He's picked every game correct. He's ten and zero, I think. Now, I think he'd be ten and zero with with these two games. Would he? I, yeah, I think so. I think he's eight and zero. Well, how many games was there? There was four. Four. Yeah, he's eight and zero. He's eight and zero. Yeah, he's so going he's, for ten and zero. He's going for ten and zero. And yeah, like you said, that would be pretty impressive. He picked. Uh, he picked. He picked uh, New, New England. He, yeah, he picked New England. He picked New England 38-24. So in a laugher. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. a laugher. I don't know if I don't know if Denver's defense is capable of giving up 38 points, but I guess we're going to find out. I if mean, that's why, they, that's why they play on Sunday. Yeah, if anyone could do it, Tom Brady can do it. So we'll, we will see. But uh, we're going we're gonna to take a little break, and we'll be right back uh, with, with more, more football. Hey, everybody. This is Josh here from Scrap City Sports reminding you to make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Scrap City Sports and find us online at ScrapCitySports.com for all your Chicago sports needs. This is this is the game that I have been looking forward to since, uh, I don't know, week 12, I'd say. I was praying for the NFC Championship game of Carolina Panthers versus the Arizona Cardinals because I think both of those teams are absolutely outstanding. They have they have really good offenses. They got really good defenses. They both play hard, and you know, that's a, this is this game is going to be this game is going to be fun. I think this is the first time I believe that two Heisman winning quarterbacks have ever faced each other in Cam Newton and and. Uh, 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 Carson Palmer is, is that is that correct? Yeah, I'm almost certain. I, I think it, if not, at least it's uh, when two uh, two number one uh, picks have have ever played each other in the playoffs as well. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of firsts in this game, and you know, I just I, I think that that you know this this season that Cam Newton has had has been pretty special. I mean, he's basically he's basically done this with a, basically a whole lot of Cam Newton. I mean, he's got Greg Olson helping him out, but I mean, I can't even name. 
I can't name too many receivers on that team. I mean, only reason why I could name Ted Ginn Jr. is because I do not like him, and he seems to make big plays constantly. But, uh, you know, Greg Olson has been his, his safety blanket, and it's basically been Cam Newton just willing that team to win with that defense. So will, will this will this magical run end Sunday against the Cardinals, or will it, will it keep going? I guess that's to be seen. I mean, first uh, first and foremost, in uh, in Charlotte, it's supposed to be 44 degrees and partly sunny, so... Good football weather. <laughs> I mean, if there's any place for Arizona to go from from uh, from the desert to uh, to play anywhere and be comfortable, I'd, I'd say it's probably Carolina. I mean, they're not missing much, uh, you know, as far as weather goes. I mean, they probably don't want to be in the rainy, cold uh, Denver uh, and or possibly um, New England. That's <laughs> could be getting hammered with snow this weekend. So uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a matchup of. I would say probably the two best teams in the NFL. I mean, that's not dis- that's not trying to discredit anything that New England and, and Denver ha- have done, but I just think these two teams have been probably the best two teams in in the NFL, you know, throughout the entire year. So, and and both of these teams are really really similar to each other. To be honest with you, I mean, they both. The only thing that I would say that maybe sets um, sets the teams apart uh, aside from. You know, as far as offensive weapons, uh, I'd say Carolina runs the ball, you know, a lot better than than what Arizona does and has done all year. But um, you know, I still think that uh, I still think that Arizona is they're they're more than capable of you know obviously running the ball. But it's just something that Carolina has done all year. You know, is 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 run the ball really well. You know, Jonathan Stewart, Mike Tolbert, Cam Newton. You know, they 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 definitely are able to get those tough, you know, those tough short yardage uh, uh, plays to, you know, extend drives and, 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 and gain first downs. So, you know, it's, 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 it's not like, it's, it's not like that uh, their defenses are that far apart either, even though, you know, I would say there's a slight edge on Carolina's part as far as their defense goes. Um, they just have a little bit better, um, a little bit better to like uh, points against you know their their defense doesn't allow as many points as the Cardinals, and I think I think part of that is because a lot of times the Cardinals throughout the year they had such big leads on teams that they kind of just coasted into the victory, if you know what I mean. Like they 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 didn't keep their foot on the throttle as much as they should have, um, you know, and they kind of let off and and let uh, let some teams you know score some points against them, you know, in garbage time. But um, definitely both of these defenses are 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 pretty. Pretty similarly good. I mean, I, I like I said, I would give uh, Carolina the edge as far as what they what they can do uh, stopping opponents from scoring. But you know, it's not to say that the Cardinals are a slouch. However, on the off- offensive side of the ball, the the Cardinals they rank number one in the NFL in yards per drive, and they get almost thirty eight points. What is it? Thirty eight point six yards per drive, um, while only giving up. Uh, twenty while giving only giving up twenty seven point six, which is fifth best. You know, they first best in 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 yards accumulated in, in a drive, and fifth best in yards given up in a drive. So that's a and that's that is also the biggest uh differential in yards you know per drive you know attained in yards per drive given up in eleven, which is almost triple the next team under them, which is which is a pretty significant stat if you ask me because. If you look at it, you know, it's, 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 uh, 
it's, you know, Arizona just be their ability to just move the ball down the field and get the ball in scoring range. So that's, uh, that's going to be something that Carolina can't let them just, you know, drive down the field at will, you know, and, and, and maybe not punch, punch the ball in the end zone because obviously playoff football is, is not the same as everything is, everything is a lot more tense and, and the playoff pressure is for real. So, um, you know, Carolina is definitely going to have to let, uh, not let um, the Cardinals just drive the football down the field and get in scoring range. So it's going to be a test for them, a big test. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. They're both they're both very very similar to each other. But I just, for me, I think what what the what majorly sets them apart is isn't even on the field. I think it's the coaching. I think both coaches are good, but I just think that Bruce Arians is just a tiny bit better than. Ron Rivera, and I think that that's that's gonna that's gonna be the the, the difference between winning the game and losing the game is coaching, and uh, yeah, I mean because if you look at both of those defenses, both Arizona and Carolina's defense are nasty. They both have they both have shut down corners. They both got a front four that can get after the quarterback. They both got linebackers that are really good. You know, I just uh, that that that's a wash to me. Their defenses are both a wash, but I think that where Arizona also has the edges, I think their offense is better because I mean you look at it. At Carolina, I mean, they basically have Cam Newton and 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 uh, um, uh, Greg Olson. Greg Olson, sorry, and and, that, and that's really it. I mean, they got a bunch of they got a bunch of you know overachieving receivers that make big plays, and they've made them all year. So I really shouldn't discount them, but you know that is what but, it is. But but don't you think that's a little bit of what New England does every single year? They have a bunch of overachieving wide receivers, and they're perennially in the hunt for the Super Bowl. Yes, no, I, I mean, I agree, but I think that, you know... That, so I'm just saying that's not always a right. recipe for, you know, disaster. But, but like, you, I mean, you look at it, you got Jonathan Stewart in the backfield, and it's like, okay, so you shut down you shut down the running game, which, you know, Arizona's capable of doing, and then they got to rely on the passing game, and can Cam Newton and those guys, you know, win the game via passing, where, you know, if you look at Arizona, I mean, you shut down the run game, and you got to deal with Michael Floyd, John Br- John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and you know those guys, and you know, or you shut down the receiving core, and you got to deal with David Johnson. I mean, they got a lot of weapons on offense. They got a lot of ways that they can beat you, and I'm just not sure that Carolina. I mean, Carolina kind of showed a little bit, uh, you know, a defensive weakness against Seattle, where you know Seattle was able to recoup in the you know at, at halftime, they get shut out in the first half, and recoup against that defense, and you know, go out and score what 2,400 points in the second half against that defense. So, yeah, but uh. From what both Ron Rivera and Cam Newton said after the game and, you know, in the days after the game, actually, was that Carolina played that second half with their butts tight. They were they were scared to blow that lead. So they were playing a conservative game. And, uh, you know, I think I think the same could be said for for um, for the Cardinals. I mean, they they should have won that game pretty handily and they let Aaron Rodgers and Packers back in it. Then they then they took the lead. And then they almost lost it. So if it wasn't if it wasn't for maybe a botched coin flip, we might be saying Aaron Rodgers versus Cam Newton, right? This is true. It's valid, valid, very valid points. But yeah, I just you know I just I, I look at it as just they just got so many weapons and there's just so many different ways that they could they could beat you and they could score in a hurry. Where you know Carolina they've got their big plays out of some of their guys, but. There's not as nearly as often as is. What is. what if I were to tell you that Carolina leads the league in points per drive? I believe. I mean, I believe it. They got the number one offense in the league. 
So I mean that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean Cam Newton's had a special special season. So I mean it, it's got to they got they got to be leading in a lot of categories on offense because one they've they've put up a lot of points this year. I don't know. I just don't I, I just don't think Cam Newton's got enough to get him to a Super Bowl. I just I could be wrong, but I, I like the road team in this. I like Arizona. And I like Arizona, you know, with a very high-scoring game because I be, think both defenses are going to get exposed by each, each other. So I think Cam Newton's going to be really good, and I think Carson Palmer is going to be dealing dealing as well. And I just I, I see the edge going to one sort of coaching coaching tweak or coaching call, you know, in the game that's going to that's going to be the difference in winning and losing the game. And I just think that Bruce Arians is the coach that that that'll make that big call and be able to you know do the onside kick or. You know, something like that. So you you didn't hear you obviously didn't hear what Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer their press conference after the game. No, I don't know what they both said to each other before coming out of the tunnel. Before, you know, before playing uh, the Green Bay Packers, they both told each other at the same exact time, "Don't screw this up." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, Bruce Arians has been in the NFL for like two decades. Yeah, a long time. Carson Palmer's been in the NFL for twelve years. His first chance. At winning a playoff game, not his first chance, but his, you know, his a first legitimate shot, you know, barring any injury, his first shot at winning a playoff game, you know, in twelve years of his professional career, and probably maybe one of probably his best, you know, year as a professional. So, you know, I I said the same thing about Cam Newton and, and Ron Rivera. You know, they they both had they they said they had tight butts going into the second half, and and Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer are telling each other, you know, don't screw this up. So. You know which team is going to be able to, or what? Yeah, which team and which 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 tandem of coach and, and, and quarterback are going to be able to, you know, take that playoff pressure and you know, you know, store it away and and and, and, and for the most part, punch it in the mouth and, and and get past, you know, the other to to get to the the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's the real question here. So it's 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 going to be. It's going to be a tough game. This is yeah, I, I I do believe even though these two defenses are really good, I be, I believe this is going to be a high-scoring game. So, yeah, I, I everything everything if you look at the stats, everything tells you it's going to be a low-scoring game because both defenses are really good, but yeah, I go the opposite. Well, like I said, Carolina leads the league in points per drive, but guess who's number 2 in the league in points per drive? Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. So, you know, Carolina's 2.57 Arizona is 2.54. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, it's maybe it won't be actually because if you look at it, you know, as far as Arizona goes, you know, like I was mentioning, they lead the league in, in yards per drive, which normally, you know, if you have, if you start out with good field position, you know, say around the 30, 35 ish, and, you know, they get their average, which is close to 40 yards, that kind of puts, that pretty much puts them in field goal range. Um, you know, so what that means is, is that when, when, when the Cardinals have such a high points per drive, it means a lot of times they settle for field goals. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, can they get the ball in the end zone? That's going to be the question. And, and honestly, if it's a low scoring game, this definitely gets the edge to, uh, to Carolina because, uh, Chandler, uh, Canazaro, Canazaro, whatever the Cardinals kicker name is. He is 0 for, uh, 0 for 2 in 50-yard field goals this season. So, you know, obviously um, Graham Gano has a much better, the, the, the Panthers kicker has a much better percentage from 50-plus. From so, 
He's, uh, I think he is two for three, I want to say. Don't 100% quote me on that, but I believe he's two for three. I know for sure uh, uh, Canizero is zero for two. So uh, if it's a low-scoring game, I give the edge to the field goal, the better field goal kicking, which is going to be the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, but don't you think if it is, a, if it is in fact a close, low-scoring game that, that that you know, like you like you said about Carolina and getting really, really, you know, you know, tight with with their play calling and stuff. Don't you think that they then feel the squeeze and the pressure of being at home and with the chance of going to the Super Bowl being at home? Yeah, but if you look at it, okay, if you look at if it's a if it's a low scoring game, whose offense would you rather have? If it's a low scoring game, you know, the yards are going to be hard to come by. And which offense would you rather have? Would you rather have a rushing attack led by a rookie David Johnson, or would you have rather have a rushing attack led by Jonathan Stewart, Cam Newton, and or Mike Tolbert at any point? Yeah. So I mean, you know, you you got to look at it that way too. If you if you're looking to get those those greasy yards, you know, those dirty yards down, you know, down in in the gray area, you know, the 35, the 40 yard line where you know might not be ideal to kick a field goal, you know, to extend a drive possibly and you know gain a couple extra yards to make it a more makeable field goal. I would definitely give the edge to Carolina in this one. It even though even though I would love to see. Cam Newton lose, and I would love to see the whole entire Arizona Cardinal, you know, organization dab in kids Charlotte. But I mean, I just think there's too many things going well for for Char- for uh, for Charlotte for uh, Carolina um, in this one. I think Carolina's going to pull this one out, even though, like I said, it it probably will be a high scoring game. But if it's not, I definitely do give the edge to Carolina um, either way. But uh, I think Carolina is going to gonna win this one on a with a score of 28 to 24 yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that I think I think uh I don't think Carolina's gonna have what it takes to beat uh to beat the Arizona Cardinals I think the Arizona Cardinals are you know are are, are, will be will be a little bit we'll have a little sharper of focus being on the road and knowing you know knowing the ramifications of what happens with a win and or a loss their season being over so I just see I just see Bruce Arians and that and that team just you know just uh, you know, taking advantage of that situation and and uh, and and pulling, you know, sticking together, just hunkering down and just going through and you know, being being the being the better team on Sunday. And I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I'm I'm looking at it probably a score of you know thirty five twenty seven or somewhere around there. That uh, I just think that 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 you know Carson Palmer's been around for a long time. He knows what, what a special opportunity he's got. It's his you know his days are numbered. And I just I just feel that that Arizona seizes on the day and. You know the that they they go there they represent the NFC in the in the Super Bowl, but I mean, you know, either way, I think that either of those teams has a legitimate shot of winning the Super Bowl. So I mean, they you know it's it's one of those things. Whoever wins this game, I I think is is going to have a very good shot of winning the Super Bowl because they're both very very good teams, and unfortunately, one of them has to lose, and I just think it'll be Carolina on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I wouldn't be surprised if if either team won. To be honest with you, I just I just happen to give the edge. You know the small little differences in the game, you know, especially uh, especially the run game, which is which is probably what what this is going to come down to. You know, run game or and or turnovers. Uh, turnovers is always a huge stat. Um, you know that that w- normally makes the difference in the game. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be exciting and it's going to be it's going to be fun and then it's going to be really depressing because we're going to have a week off to to not do anything and wait, wait for the Super Bowl, right? Is it a pro, is a pro bowl in between uh 
Do you know is the Pro Bowl in between the Super Bowl and, and the and it normally NFCs it normally is. Games? I don't know if they changed it or not, but it, it it normally is. I mean, it's normally something to do that Sunday that is off in between football. So, well, yeah, then it goes. Then it's time for hibernation after that. So, <laughs> yeah, because football will be over with. You know, basketball will be three quarters through, and hockey will be three quarters through. We'll have to wait for playoff basketball and hockey at that point. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, uh, as we wrap this up, you have anything to throw in there or no? No, I think uh, I think I'll be I'll be excited to watch these two games. I, I, I'll be excited to you know, like I said, I'll be really excited to watch the NFC uh, NFC Championship game, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, Chef Roy owes me some beer because I win some games on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that'd be good for you. Since you handed out a lot of beer a couple of weeks ago. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do damage control with the beer. <laughs> Hope I don't dig myself in a bigger hole. Yeah. Well, since I since I was unfortunate to uh, watch the games last Saturday, I'm definitely going to be planting myself on the couch for... I'm going to make sure that I'm I'm there before kickoff, you know, sitting on my couch with the with the spot nice and warmed up for me a good two hours <laughs> two hours before kickoff just in case I don't, I don't want to miss anything. So, um, but anyways... From Carmen, this is Christopher. Uh, all the guys at Scrap City Sports, Roy, uh, Josh, we want to say thank you. Uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in and, and listening to our our podcasts. And you know, hopefully, you guys enjoy. Uh, if not, you know, you can shoot us some hate mail on Facebook, on yeah, Twitter, we love hate mail. at scrapcitysports.com. Tell us how much we suck. Um, tell tell us, you know, how. Uh, <laughs> Tell me, uh, tell me how uh, how how good or bad uh, our Bulls trivia is as well. Since uh, you know, shooting that out there, um, I know it's not NFL related, but just throwing that out there. Um, and uh, yeah, anyways, uh, at at Scrap City Sports is our, our Twitter handle, and uh, at Scrap City Sports is also uh, on Facebook. So uh, give us a follow, give us a shout out, uh, give us some hate mail, whatever you want to send us, uh, we accept it all. So uh, once again. Thank you very much for tuning in and enjoy uh, AFC NFC championship games. Hey everybody, this is Josh here from Scrap City Sports reminding you to make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Scrap City Sports and find us online at scrapcitysports.com for all your Chicago sports needs. He shot over 300%. Hey, what's going on? The ice doesn't belong in here. It belongs out there. You, what, what, what you three jabronis are leaving out here? If you smell what the rock is cooking. Let me see all your hamburgers right now. What, lock your doors, lock your windows. I'll be coming to your house and your hamburgers. Even the frozen ones. I'll find them and I'll eat them. Because I am the hamburger. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Hey, you very good. See you next time. That's awful. Au revoir. Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao. Ding dong day. Get the hell out of here.